I want me some glory hope. Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Whether this is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole. Thank you for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ooh, Bo Cephas, here we go. Did you like that 5-1 and one last weekend, huh? Woo! Did you like it? I hope you did. I hope you did very much. Uh, kind of reminds me of, you know, you know, obviously 5-1 and one in the NFL, for those of you who don't know. It's kind of like when you go out to the country and you set six uh, glass bottles up on the fence rail there and you, 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 you throw bullets in your little six-shooter and you're just bang, 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 bang. You're just killing them all. And you get to that last one. And we had that last one. It was the L.A. Rams, and that bullet was almost dead red on the the bottle. And at the last second, it made a U-turn, came right back, and shot us right in the nuts. And you know, <laughs> Bo Stevens, I don't know about you, but I usually like to shoot from the nuts, not get shot in the nuts. So after this intro, I'll call my doctor and make sure I'm all caught up on my monkeypox vaccine <laughs> now whether you are here for the funny it's a quest for fun i'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun we're all gonna have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles you'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes are you are here for the money anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any they say money can't buy happiness look at the fucking smile on my face ear to ear baby two questions for you people do you like football what a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs go to our website thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way the winning way the football glory hole way y'all know the drill by now we will make you laugh <laughs> we will make you cringe holy santa claus shit but most of all baby we'll make you a shit ton of money Woo! Woo! Love that money. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always. Right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend. Tell the people all about your horrible... Freaking disgusting. Cold beer hip. Choice of the week. 
Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a sticky, icky, icky. Yeah. <laughs> by Shorts Brewing Company in Elk Rapids, Michigan. Hmm. Uh, the reason why this beer is apropos this week is because I went to Lake Tahoe this week, on weekend. Wow. And it's gorgeous country up there. Uh, but, man, do those people smoke a lot of fucking weed up in the mountains. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a lot else up to, to do there. So went to a local grocery store and was picking up a couple of items, some for me, some of the people that we, I was staying in the house with. And uh, one of them was a pack of cigarettes from my buddy. And I went up to the front and I asked the cashier, I was like, hey, the cigarettes are locked up back here. Do you have to pay for them right here? She's like, yeah, man, you got to pay for them here. <laughs> I was like, well, can I get some? She's like, of course. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how are you doing? I said, I'm good. I said, how are you? She said, I'm fucking great, man. It's oh, my no. Friday. And she's scanning, like, as she scans the items, she's tossing that shit out onto the counter, like, up and out on the counter. Like, she's fucking just, you know, throwing, like, fucking hand grenades. Like, beep, boom, boom, beep, boom, <laughs> boom. And she's just, like, nonchalant as fuck. Mm-hmm. She was going to some sort of concert the next day. She was pretty pumped up about it. And she's like, where are you from? And I said, well, I'm from Texas. She said, I knew it. We I were just it. all talking shit about Texas. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, because your football team, y'all do very good. I was like, which one? She's like, the Cowboys. And I'm like, they won on Sunday. They did real good. She's like, <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm just ready. I'm just fucking ready to go home. <laughs> oh man, she kind her argument fizzled out real quick. Yeah, she couldn't give two shits. I don't even know if she actually knew that I was there. Her eyes were half closed the whole fucking time. It was uh, quite surreal. I mean, she was throwing that shit like, have you ever seen the movie This Is the End? When she was throwing that, it was like Danny McBride making the jerking off and just like throwing his cum like that motion he did in that movie. So it was fucking yeah. great. It was quite hilarious, and boys and girls, so is this podcast, and here we go, we're going to get into it. We're going to go over the good, the bad, and the argue. Fuck! Kidding me. Oh, yeah. We're going to go over every win, and I mean every win, in the NFL, in the air tonight, and we're going to get you paid with free picks, of course, but first, we got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by FartStuffer.com. Are you having problems with flatulence? Is your balloon not leaking out air biscuits without your consent? Are your ass acoustics a fit for Symphony Hall? Is your kid's favorite bedtime story Horton Here's a Poo? Well, then you need to call our friends at FartStuffer.com. The scientists at FartStuffer.com have perfected a formula to silence your anus applause for good. All you need is one 600 milligram pill a day of their fanny frog killing medicine and your butt trumpet will be silenced! FartStuffer.com gets rid of all types of turtle burps, including but not limited to the tickle fart. But thank God I'm alone fart. Splatter fart. Barn owl fart. Skill salt fart. And many more can all be cured by FartStuffer.com. Call today and mention our code word GloryHole for 10% off their Bark and Spider Fighter formula. That's code word GloryHole for 10% off their services one more time. Fartstuffer.com, code word, glory hole. Jesus Christ, Long, I gotta tell you, that fart stuffer is a hell of a product. Uh, <laughs> that really came in handy. I didn't have any on my way up there, and those poor passengers on the plane, uh, on my flight into Reno, I had to grab some definitely on the way back, because on the way up there, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm not 
100%, but they did have to get the oxygen mask out for a lady sitting in my row. I think mm-hmm. she had a problem with flying. Maybe it was my no. fault. Maybe it wasn't. Nobody's yeah. gonna really going to be able to prove it. So either well, way, though, that fart stuffer on the way home, it, it might have saved some lives. It really might have. Yeah, they, they all know it's you, first of all. <laughs> they clearly all know it's you. It's, you got that stupid look on your face when you do it, probably. But the, but the, the problem is that you pro- it's probably not just air coming out of your ass. You probably got the sticky, icky, icky running down your back of your legs from pushing too hard on your damn farts. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good! Well, that's just fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad! Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Boys and girls, and as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week was fucking Huss, baby. Yeah. Nine and seven on the week, 20 and three and 13 on the year, and like my buddy said, five and one in that NFL football, baby. Yeah, it feels good when you, it feels good when you're winning. Uh, we haven't had one week yet where we had to come on here and be like, sorry guys, that was a, that was a uh, bad week. So, I mean, that will happen. It's, it's a, uh, it's betting sports, so we're going to have those weeks, but overall, we keep plugging away, knocking out fucking winning weeks, and uh, by the end of this thing, we all do the money dance. Damn right, but here's where we weren't doing the money dance, and it's the bad, and the bad last week was uh, fucking Nebraska, goddamn oh, oh, Cornhuskers. Now, mm. gave them out at plus seven for the first half and plus ten and a half for the game, and the handicap was simple. It was a team that had just fired their coach. They'd come out fired up, take a lead, and hopefully hang on to cover that spread. And they came out and went up 7-0 like gangbusters, baby. Oh, yeah. Fired up. And then they did not score again until the fourth quarter. Uh, 49 straight points Oklahoma scored hmm. after the open 7-0 lead. And, hmm. uh, yeah, I fucking hate Nebraska. And they cost us two losses in one goddamn game. They had to evaluate what was working for them uh, at the end of the game, and it wasn't a whole lot. wasn't a whole lot. Maybe the coach isn't your problem, Nebraska. Maybe he wasn't the problem. All right, now we're going to move on to the hard, you fucking kidding me! And this week, that goes to the aforementioned Rams. We had them minus 10, our only loss in the NFL. Well, they were up 21-3 at the half. They were up 28 to 10 after three. So in other words, we had an 18 point lead the entire game. And then they gave up a touchdown. And then they gave up a block f- punt for a touchdown. And then a fumble for a touchdown. And then they had to take a safety just to ensure that they won by four. <laughs> what a fucking terrible beat that that was. Yeah, and can can I give out an honorable mention to one of our super contest picks of the Baltimore Ravens up twenty eight to seven in the I don't know if it was late third or early fourth, whatever. Just uh, yeah, just another kick to the nuts right there. So um, yeah, that's uh, is it, the NFL is turning into a um, one of those where you can't stop watching, even with I guess a three touchdown lead late in the game. I don't know. 
Yep, can't stop watching. What a fucking couple of kicking the balls. right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby Boys and girls, it's time to go over all those wins coming in the air tonight. And just to start off, we try to give you guys a couple of nuggets off the top each week. This week, the nugget is going to be that uh, last year, we started tracking teams that didn't cover playing against a team that did the week before. Those teams that did not cover against the spread were 62-35-1 last year. That's about 63%. Last week, they started off four and three so that is kind of continuing so far and it was stronger in the first part of the year than it was the last although it had only a three or four losing weeks the whole season so just some food for thought we're going to keep tracking that going forward and uh got the list of teams here in front of us that that counts for and we're going to start off with one of those teams it's those Indianapolis colts they're five and a half point home dogs those kansas city chiefs tell them say again those the parameters of that of that trend. So Say it again. A team that did not cover the week before playing against a team that did cover the week before. Oh, so and that they, carries that keeps carrying into week three, or is that the whole season? The thing? whole season. The whole season. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not okay. a ten. There's no margin. Like last, the week two is uh, ten or more points. This is just period. Didn't cover. Doesn't matter what. But it's got to be a team that did not cover playing a team that did cover. So in other words, if they both covered, no count. They both didn't cover no count. It's got to be opposite. All right. Well, um, what's the consensus on this game right now? Uh, Casey, five and a half point home favorites. Yeah, that kind of tells me um, that I haven't, and I have not heard, but that kind of tells me that Pittman and Shaquille Leonard are probably going to play. And that's kind of what I wrote down that, you know, if those two players are playing, then give me, give me Colts in the points here at home. Um, you know, it's, this is just the classic overreaction to Indy looking bad, which they absolutely have. But when you, you know, you got to avoid these narratives that, that develop in the, and especially in the NFL because these are professionals. But, um, you know, when we're all sitting around on Sunday and we're watching games. Like, it's so easy to fall into that trap of, oh, they suck. He sucks. They suck. And we all say it, but then when you, but then you got to like, when you're sober, you got to step back and kind of look things, look at things a little bit closer. And when you do, listen, Indy put up over 500 yards of offense in week one in a tie to Houston. And last week they were missing both of their wide receivers and their best defensive player. And they lost horribly against it, but it was in a place they always lose anyway. So yeah, it matters, but we thought they were going to lose that game anyways. Now they're getting, hopefully 
both their receivers back and their best defensive player. They're back at home. They're kind of desperate. They're not 0-2, so they don't fall into that, um, you know, that that death trap of, of teams that start 0-2 that don't make the playoffs. They're 0-1-1. So they do still have some life. They're going to play like it this Sunday. Give me those points. Um, I think this is probably going to go down to about four points uh, by kickoff. But, um, yeah, I'll take the points right now, and i got to lean to Indy. Yep, I'm leaning with you. Uh, Indy does obviously fall in that category. They did not cover last week. Um, wait, did Kate? No, Casey didn't cover last week either, did they? Uh, Casey, no. They okay, got back so I'll take that back. They do not fall into that category. I do lean Indy with the points, though. Uh, where are the numbers at here? Yeah, the numbers are in full agreement on that as well so far through the season. So, like you said, and the reason for that is simply because Indy is not look or. Indy is not as bad as the scores or whatever the outcome would project. And if you look at the look-ahead line, it was Indy plus three. So you're talking about two and a half points worth of downgrade so far through the season. Now, some people could say that's you know could be correct just because of how bad um, some of their efficiency numbers have looked. Overall, though, if you look inside of that, it hasn't been as bad as it seems. Matt Ryan's made some kind of untimely bad throws here and there, but... The fact of the matter is, Kansas City could have easily lost that game uh, against the Chargers. In fact, if uh, Herbert doesn't throw that pick six there uh, at the two-yard line or whatever that was at Kansas City, if they get, I think it was if they get a field goal, I think they were a 70% chance winner there. They scored a touchdown. It was like 90% chance winner. So that game really turned on that one play. It was a very even game. Uh, so... To downgrade Indy yeah. that much, I, I think it's a little bit too much myself as well. Yeah. All right, moving on. We're going to go to those New England Patriots. They wanted some money last week, and they're hosting the Baltimore Ravens. They're two-and-a-half-point home dogs. Yeah, you know, and then this one, this one's tough because Baltimore fucked fucked me bad last week, fucked us, and uh, but they were dominating that game. They were simply dominating that game but here's the deal baltimore has not shown the ability to run the ball this year now they can their running stats are going to look better because of what lamar is doing but when you get towards the end of a game and you need to hand the ball off to uh finish a game they haven't shown the ability to do that this year which is weird for a running team now i think that it's possible jk uh, dobbins comes back this week we'll see how that works out and, and how that can help their running game um, but I just don't like the feel of it. And, you know, uh, their their defensive backs got, you know, they had some nicked up injuries last week. They were running all over the place chasing uh, Waddle and Hill around. Um, so, Belichick getting three points at home. I just don't know how I can turn that down. It might be square dog city. Um, but at this point, I just, I, I think I'm going to lean to New England. But I, I don't I don't feel great about it. Let's, let's just put it that way. Yeah, so here's an interesting thing here. If you look at both these teams are now one and one. Baltimore obviously with a just I don't know how the fuck that even happened to them <laughs> uh, last week. And New England, you know, looked like complete dog shit in week one, and then comes out last week on firing on all cylinders and easily take that game. But if you look at the look ahead line, this game was a pick, and now it's. Two and a half consensus, it's three at quite a few books. So if you want to lean New England, definitely grab the three, obviously. Well, obviously. Well. 
Uh, but Baltimore is one of those teams that did not cover last week, and New England did. So they're going to fall into that trend line category, the one we're watching. So that's a so that would be a favor to Baltimore. That would be favored to Baltimore. And, that's enough to get me off. And yeah, I mean the numbers do like New England so far, but man, it's hard to beat Lamar, especially in a close in a close spread game like that. You know, are they going to lose two heartbreaks in a row? You know, generally hangovers don't hang around too long in the NFL. They generally have a pretty good bounce back. But I do generally like uh, the way Belichick can scheme against these kind of offenses. But here's what I will say. Watching Lamar, man, uh, that dude is throwing the hell out of the ball right now. And it's not just him running it. You know, he's doing a lot of things that yeah. a lot of us thought that he couldn't do. He's starting to really do them on a week-to-week basis and be pretty consistent at it. So it took a pretty mm-hmm. good collapse for them to lose last week. And uh, I don't know if you're going to see that two weeks in a row out of that team. All right. All right, moving on. We're going to go up to Chicago with those Bears. Oh, my God, they're fucking favored. Two and a half points <laughs> at home versus those Houston Texans. Yeah. And, I mean, you, already, you know what this is. is a hello, corner <laughs> TV game. Get your corners ready this week because uh, there's more than one. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, I, I, under three points, give me Chicago. Uh Three points or higher, give me Houston. That's about all I have to say about this. Check the weather. You never know what the weather might do in Chicago, so so check that as we get closer to game time. But, yeah, I, I don't know what Chicago has any business doing favored, um, So, but I'd like to get it. Uh, I'd like to get it to three if, I, if I'm going to be taking Houston. And I don't I don't know. Do you, do you see any threes available? Yeah, there's three at actually the Wynn uh, Sportsbook. And that is no win and DraftKings. So you might find a three. I mean, that's that's kind of like it's on. I, I'll probably won't touch this game, but you know, if you can, if you like one side or the other, you know, t- take the two and a half if you like Chicago. Take the three if you like uh, Houston. Yeah, I'd say if you like Chicago, you need to grab that two and a half now because looking across the board, it's juiced everywhere. Minus one fourteen, minus twelve, minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. There are no minus 110, two and a halfs left on the board. So if you're going to grab that, you better grab it now because they are definitely steaming it up. They don't want to give that three, but eventually I think they're going to get priced to do it. Uh, and we need Houston, right? Yeah, that would help. Well, I mean, it really don't matter. kind of does. If, if Chicago starts off two and one, that ain't great. It's not great, but I mean, if you looked at their schedule, it's kind of where you figured they might start. Um, okay. But... I will say this, this, neither one of these teams falls into that trend line. And um, on our power rankings, which, by the way, are grading or every game that's gradable so far in our power rankings, there's 16 and 14 for every game. So out of 30 gradable games so far, a winning record through two weeks. And although the numbers are split, the power ranking does lean slightly to Chicago. So take that right. for what it's worth at this point. All right, moving on. Those Tennessee suck-my-ass Titans. <laughs> Two-point home dogs to the R. Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I promise we don't talk about this beforehand, but hello, corner <laughs> TV came right back to the other side of the room. On the other corner is this disgusting game. It's so gross. Uh, Henry looks like, look, Henry looks shot. I don't, I mean, he might snap out of it. He probably will, I'm sure, because he is a beast. But 
He don't look right. He don't look the same. And we already know that without A.J. Brown, Tennessee doesn't look the same. Uh, but I don't know what to make of the Raiders. Raiders, was one, Raiders are one of those teams, and the Cardinals are the other one. And there's probably there's probably one more that I, if I just think about it, like there's just a handful of teams I just can never figure out. And the Raiders are one I don't have a good grasp on, so I don't have a good grasp on this game. Um, you know, I guess I would lean to the home dog as a default. You know, but I don't feel great about that. But I, I mean, I sure as fuck wouldn't feel great about laying two. With, with, you know, Vegas on the road. So, uh, it's just a gross game, and I, I would just take the home dog as a, as a default. Yeah, I'd have to go that way, too. Um, it's a uh, consensus agreement with our numbers for Tennessee. If you look at the look-ahead line on this, and it's kind of where I'm stuck on, uh, Vegas is a two-and-a-half-point road dog, and now they're a two-point favorite. So, that's four-and-a-half points. Hmm. I haven't seen anything to move four-and-a-half points. There's no major injuries. It's not like the Raiders been, you know, really lighting on a fire. You know, yeah. they hung in for a while with the Chargers, but then eventually the Chargers put them away and covered that game. They obviously were way up on the fighting midgets, and they blew that game. But Tennessee blew, you know, week one of their own. I'm, I'm wondering if they didn't blow that game to the Giants late. I think that was a 14-point fourth-quarter collapse is what that was in that game. You know, I'm just wondering if, this this point spread is where it is. I don't think so. I really don't because then it went to Buffalo, which nobody wants to get in the way of that fucking monstrous train right now. So <laughs> them looking bad on a Monday night, coupled with the fact that they lost to what everybody still believes is one of the worst teams in the NFL and the Giants at home week one. But it's week one. So I think there's been too much market adjustment here. So I would take the two points with the Titans. And actually, you can get them at two and a half at bet mgm right now so if you like tennessee and that's minus 110 so obviously bet mgm has taken some money in on the raiders but if you look one book over at fanduel the raiders are minus one and a half at 110 so obviously money coming in on both sides which tells me it's a pretty good market split which tells me a lot of people are thinking like you they don't know quite what to do with this game but uh, and this doesn't fall into the trend line as obviously neither team covered last week. So, uh, but I would definitely take the home dog and as many points as you can get. Yeah, and, and on games like this, uh, if I'm if we're not betting them, and and you know there's no reason to uh, for anything else. I these are the perfect situations I like to tease up when you're getting that two two and a half at home as a dog. You take that up to your eight eight and a half, and you just you feel real good about it. All right, we're going to move on to those Miami Dolphins. And this week, they're six-point home dogs to those aforementioned Buffalo Bills. Yep, yep, yep. And you look, I preach all the time that, that in the NFL, you got to get nasty and you got you to do the – you got to make the best that don't feel good when you make them for the most part. And look, this this is one that I've just – got to practice what I preach. So, uh, division dog – Going up against the machine, that's everybody's Super Bowl darling, including mine. And they have earned it. They deserve it. They look every bit of the part of a team that's going to go out and blow everybody out. They look it, but we all know that won't happen. This is the NFL. You just don't go week after week after week and blow everybody out. Miami is not a bad team. They, you know, they were getting blown out. I mean, they were getting blown out last week for three quarters. Um, 
But look, there's something to say about fighting and never giving up. And uh, my opinion hasn't necessarily changed about Tua as a quarterback, but this system, it does fit him. And what, what they're doing with this coach, this new scheme, is fitting him. And that fucking offensive line, I watched a lot of that game because obviously I had heavy interest in it. You know, since it's funny because since he did the same thing that Miami did, they replaced all these starters. They brought it. They brought in free agents. They had draft picks that they were plugging in. For Cincy, it's going like shit. For Miami, it's fucking hitting on all cylinders. Like Tua has time back there for the most part. He's their running game is working. Like it's just funny how how things work out differently uh, with different schemes and whatnot. But um, yeah, I've, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to get ugly. I'm, I'm hoping the sun beats down on Buffalo and just and wears them out and. You, you get some sort of backdoor cover or it's a close game going late and a field goal wins it either way. But to me, the value is on Miami, so I'm going to hold my nose and take it. Yeah, I really don't know how you do anything else or just stay away. To me, this is a stay away game. If I had to play it, I would definitely take Miami. The only reason why it's a stay away game for me is just because... Uh, you know, at this point, early in the season, everything going right for Buffalo. At some point, you know, we and I, you talking about what you preach? I preach all the time. You know, the NFL is just like the stock market. You got, you have to have the balls to pick out a spot to buy low and sell high. Is this the sell high moment for Buffalo? If you look at the look ahead, they were four point favorites. Now they're consensus six. Some places six and a half. I mean, if it gets to seven, it's kind of a no-brainer to me to take Miami at that point. But we'll see where the market's going to go. Some books are six and a half. So I see a book at five and a half. So it's kind of splitting again. It's early in the season. There's a lot of disconjointed action all over the place. But uh, to me, it's a stay-away game just because Buffalo is just so far ahead of fucking everybody at this point that it's just it's one of those games – I don't know if they've quite hit their high, but I'm not I'm not willing to really gamble at this point to find out when we've got some other games out here to play. Well help God help us all if they haven't hit their high yet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, gonna move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Don't <laughs> worry, boys and girls, they're not playing on Monday. They're at home at <laughs> noon on Sunday, and they're six point home favorites to your Detroit Lions. Yeah, they are my Detroit Lions, and it's my surprise, people. But I'm actually leaning to Minnesota here. This is this is their spot, like you just said. This is back in that noon slot. Let me double check that. Yep, noon slot on uh, Sunday. This is where they thrive, and they're coming off an embarrassing primetime loss. Uh, they're used to that, obviously. So this is what <laughs> they do. They they come back at noon and they and they get right. And Detroit's coming off a huge win, kind of a. Um, you know, not not necessarily a statement game because it was just Washington. But look, man, I mean, Detroit played hard. Any in week win one. for them right yeah. now is a statement yes. fucking win. Yes, they they backdoored against Philly, a really good team, and 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 made it close like they always do. Uh, and then they won last week. So right now they're one and one. They're feeling good. They're going on the road for the first time, and this is where. You know, you, you know, nice a nice ten point win for Minnesota is going to feel uh, like much more because they'll probably control uh, most of the game. So I'm actually going to lean to Minnesota, and we'll see if Detroit can continue 
to be the backdoor trash time monsters that they've been for about a year and a half now. Yeah, they were unbelievable last year against the spread, and they're 2-0 so far this year. Minnesota is one of those teams that falls into the didn't cover against a team that did cover. So you definitely got that working for you. And then uh, the numbers are split on this one so far. If you look at the look headline, it was Detroit plus seven. So that's a re- that is a reasonable downgrade and upgrade. So there's nothing out of line there. I think it's a fair line, fair market value. However, like you said, Minnesota, this is this is the spot. Kirk Cousins does not beat teams that end up on the season with a winning record. I think he's like ten and forty-eight in his career, and we'll have to wait till the end of the season to tally up what he's going to be. But I'm pretty sure that we're all confident that Detroit's not going to end up with nine wins. Yeah. I'm, I think most of us are pretty confident. <laughs> so this is the spot where Kirk Cousins does shine. This is the spot where Minnesota gets their wins. It's where he lives. It's why he's still a starting quarterback in this league. Does he cover? Do, does Detroit come back and break our hearts? Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But, you know, you got to think that this is the one that Minnesota is going to get right on. They got to get something going. They're 0-2, and they need a fucking win like right now. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. I can pull up my shit here. Uh, yep, we're gonna go to the New York Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Woo, those Jets, baby, <laughs> win us some money last week. They are five-point home dogs, those Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, before before I do this handicap, I've got to tell you a story about. I, I was watching all the games at a bar, and it, it's a bar that has like fans from all over, like all the cities, all the colors are in there, and there happened to be a New York guy, New York Jets guy, sitting right next to me, and I mean, and he was from New York, like it was no doubt about it. And dude, he, I was fucking dying laughing because he. You know, Sala, the the coach for for New York, the Jets. He he did not like. He was not a fan of Sala. <laughs> and every time, every time something bad happened, like it was like, for Sala is Salia. I mean, he's <laughs> they can't even tackle Salia. Like he said his name about eight. <laughs> and it was never Sala. It was never Sala. I was fucking dying, but anyway, oh it was a good, it was a great game, and he was happy at the end. But um, uh, in this game, look, I this is uh, this this feels like a get right spot for Cincinnati. To be honest with you, the Jets coming off that huge comeback win that they did not probably deserve to win. They had the onside kick and yada yada yada. Uh, since he has not looked good, and like I said before, their offensive line. They spent a lot of money and they brought in draft picks to fix this. But as of right now, which is which is what we predicted, I said in the preseason, like you know, the, the start of the season is not. This is when you need to get them. We're going into week three, so it's time for these guys and the coaching staff to kind of figure out how to protect this star quarterback and keep him on his feet, get the ball out of his hands quickly, or more quickly than they have. Um, so I don't know. It just feels like a get right spot. Uh, for me, so I'm going to lead to Cincinnati. And um, did did they go to New York Jets last year and lose? Like, is this the second year in a row that they've gone to New York? Is, so uh, my memory says so. If that's true, then it's and then you got the re- revenge factor on top of everything that I just said. But I I can't remember for sure. 
it feels like that they did, um, but I think Buffalo went there and lost as well. So it's not that the Jets can't do this every once in a while, but uh, Longhorn, let me pop a little pop quiz on you. Who is the 32nd rated DVOA offense right now through two weeks in the NFL? Well, since uh, you're asking me in this game, I'm going to go with Cincinnati because the Jets would have been too obvious. Yeah, Cincinnati. So do we really believe that they are the worst offense no. in the NFL? Yeah, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. And and by the way, their defense is ranked 10th right now in DVOA. Mm. They're probably not quite that good, but definitely shown some huge improvement over last year. So Oh, I saw I saw that there there's whispers that they might start homeboy, the the uh, Wilson. What's up with that? Wilson the Zach Wilson, the quarterback. Oh God, I wish yeah, they would. I, I, I saw that pop on the screen today. I was like, Oh yes, please do, please do. Yeah, I wish they would. I, I mean, I already like Cincy. I'm with you. Uh, they were four point favorites on the look ahead. So uh, if you look at what Vegas is telling you, Vegas is not overreacting at all. The market's not overreacting. Cincy's gotten even a stronger favorite, even mm. even with you know the start that they had, which again. You know, they probably didn't deserve to win that game in Pittsburgh, but they did. I'm sorry. Uh, no, they lost. Yeah, yeah. They didn't deserve to lose that game, but they did. They right. did deserve to lose against Dallas. They just got their asses whipped uh, last week. So, basically, they should be 1-1. One one. They're one of those 0-2 teams that should be 1-1. One one. I think this is obviously a get-right spot for them, and they do fall into the team that did not cover versus the team that did cover last week and they're the better team with the better quarterback and there's no way to go but fucking up for uh, Joe Burrow and that offense so yeah I'll take the Bengals here alright alright moving on to those Washington Redskins six and a half point home dogs to those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles Mm-mm-mm. again you know kind of a common theme division dog getting points and based, and in my opinion, this is probably a tick high based on early season um, perception. Um, you know, kind of a hold your nose. It's another one of those hold your nose because with Wentz, you, man, when you watch, <laughs> when you watch Wentz, like you talk about Jekyll and fucking Hyde, like that dude will make some throws or you're like, oh, okay. I remember, I remember him being a really good prospect quarterback. And that's, that's one of the throws why. And then like, you'll look at the screen, like, Two minutes later, and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> he, is, he is unbelievable at that. Um, but listen, you know, the, the the Redskins are moving the ball this year. They, they've got weapons. They're moving the ball. They're scoring points. They're probably leaving some points on the, on the field, you know, more than they should. Um, but they're not awful uh, on offense. So, and, and look, Hurts is playing out of his mind, but let's not pretend like he can't have a stinker himself so this is just a classic um you're getting philly at one of its highest probably points of the year highest buy points of the year you know everybody's jumping on the philly thing even more now after that blowout win against minnesota and obviously washington I mean, are they ever are they ever not at a buy point i don't i don't think they're never not <laughs> <laughs> but listen I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the default huge points at home for a team that i don't think is you know i don't think there's six and a half points at home worse than philly so i'm gonna take it i mean if you spin that to philly that'd be 11 and a half points you know 
It's a lot. That's a lot that they would be laying at home. At to me, it's too many points. I know now Philly is top ten in DVOA offense and defense so far this season. You know, one of the few teams. Then that's historically once you get in that kind of range, those are your true Super Bowl contenders, and they are right there right now. But we played two games, and they played the Lions. And then, obviously, they got Kirk Cousins at home on a Monday night. Can't much better fucking, uh, you know, help than that. Now they're on their second road game in three weeks. They were one-point favorite, and the look ahead, it's six-and-a-half points now. You know, I haven't seen anything that's been five-and-a-half points. Upgrade, downgrade. Obviously, Philly has been upgraded in our power rankings. Washington has been downgraded in our power rankings, and they should have been, uh, according to all the numbers. But even with that, the numbers say the Washington is the side at this number. It's just too high. Oh, nah. and by the way, uh, at points bet, you can get the skins as seven-point home dogs at minus 110. So, Oh, yeah. Just uh, now everywhere else is kind of it's kind of scattered. Some 110s, a little bit extra juice on the six and a half. So we'll see where it lands. But if it gets to seven, I mean... As bad as the Redskins are at home and at covering, you got to think that Carson Wentz can hang in there. Look, the bottom line is if he doesn't fuck the game up, they're basically a 500 team. If he just plays regular-ass football, they are a 500 team. They're, I think they're 15th or 16th in uh, defensive DVOA right now. Uh, they're right around that in offense. and they're, they're shaping up to be pretty much right on the number that Vegas had them at on their over-under. So if he just could avoid turning the football over, you know, not saying they could win this game. I mean, they could win the game, but uh, it would take. I think. I, I think it would take Philly coming down a little bit for them to win it, honestly. But you know, if he just doesn't turn the ball over, I think they stay within the seven for sure. All right. All right, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers. What a huge disappointment they've been so far this season. Well, not to us. We had the under on them on season total. So good for us. But anyway, three-point home dogs to those New Orleans Saints. Yeah, Baker, you mf'er, you have just <laughs> uh, man, he just he just keeps kicking, kick. I mean, I think we had yeah, we had Carolina week one. Yeah, uh, he's lost his games both weeks in the Super Contest. Yeah, and then yeah, in the Super Contest, like yeah, so you're doing a good job, Baker. Keep keep up the good work. Um, listen, he's. <laughs> He's fucked us over, but I'm going back to the well, not because of him, just because of the home division dog value play. Uh, Jameis has, you know, he's got his neck and his back issue going my on. My neck so. and my back. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and I, hey, thanks, NFL. By the way, thank you to the NFL because they're doing a real bang up job with these injuries this, this year. Uh, I love waking up Sunday and, uh, just kind of like getting coffee ready and getting getting lunch ready and just doing your normal stuff and like oh Jameis has four broken fucking back whatever like oh that would have been great to know that would have been really <laughs> fucking great to know but and then we had the Ram situation obviously with stat like come, come on man like this is a big business can we get this fucking information sooner please anyways that's done with that Ram but listen give me those three free points at home and as a matter of fact hit that sounder I'm gonna I'm going back to it. I'm touching the hot stove. If Baker burns me again, I'm done for the year. I promise. I think. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Carolina plus three. I'll I'll have some of that, and and they win this game. All right. Well, 
This one does not fall into any of that. And uh, check the numbers here. They are split. And I am out on this game simply because if you look at the look ahead line, it was, where did it go? Two and a half. Now it's three. Obviously, there's no change for either one of these teams. And I think it's a fair number. And when I think it's a fair number, there's really no play for me here. I, you know, you and I both thought New Orleans was going, were, uh, were going to compete for this division. I still believe that to be true. And we both thought New Carolina was going to suck shit. I still believe that to be true. Now, that doesn't mean anything in one game. However, I'm just going to take the team, or I would lean to the team that I would think would be better. But either way, I don't know what, I don't know how bad New Orleans is going to get. And they look like gangbusters in game one, you know, but then gave up that big lead, and I believe the cover, and then they, you know, just get embarrassed by Tampa Bay, who, you know, Tom Brady doesn't look right yet. We'll talk about that in a minute, but they they couldn't score the ball, and Jameis can't stop throwing to the other fucking team. So <laughs> that that's the kind of shit that loses you games to a team like Carolina. But if they again, if they just play football, and he and he he could throw for a buck fifty. And one touchdown, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, they fucking win. So, I, I, just, I just can't do it right now. I can't touch either one of those teams. All right. All right, moving on. My Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. <laughs> they're on the road. And they're up against it this week. They're seven-point road dogs in L.A. to those superchargers. <laughs> yeah, and this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. Boys and girls, you better watch out for those sneaky, sneaky fucking Jaguars. Listen, um, this was a team, you and I talked about it before the season. They were getting some sharp love. Um, Some people even going as far to picking them to win this division, which doesn't seem that crazy right now because (laughs) Indian Tennessee looks like dog shit. Um, But um, I wasn't quite sold on that just because, I mean, look, I haven't seen much from... from, uh, from this from this team and the trenches look like poo poo to me and that's how I do it. But listen, we may have missed we, or I may have underestimated what a new coach can do to um, to a second year quarterback with this much talent. So um, the free agents that they brought in are absolutely balling. the The draft picks they brought in are absolutely balling, and the offensive line is doing shit just like I predicted. They're not playing well at all. Um, at least by you know by PFF grades across the board, I'm looking at it right now. It's not good. Like even even Sheriff is coming in as just an average, uh, just an average score. So um, this is all on coaching and scheming and bring and and bringing in good talent through the draft and free agency. And um, they're sneaky. Uh, the Chargers, you know, Herbert's got his situation with with his ribs. We saw that last week. They cannot sleepwalk through this and think they're going to come out of there with an easy win against this Jacksonville team. So um, definitely leaning to the points. I would not be surprised at all if the Chargers went full Charger, never go full Charger, and lose this game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, the Chargers are one of those teams that falls into a category of cover or didn't cover versus a team that did cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And like I said before, if you're top 10 in DVOA on both sides of the ball, you generally are a Super Bowl contender. Well, the Chargers are. They're number uh, 7 on defense and 9 on offense. But guess who else is? That would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the third best defense in the NFL and the ninth best off, ninth or tenth best offense. Whoa, who saw that coming? Yeah, <laughs> not that's you. not that's not sustainable. <laughs> they do not have the third best defense in the NFL. They played at a Washington football team that can't fucking score the ball or shit all over themselves even when they try. And then they got Indy at home, who they always beat the shit out of. I th- I think the stat is now Indy's not won there since 2014. And they play there every goddamn mm-hmm. year. So, no, it was 2012 was the last time they won there. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. So, again, talk about a, a team that got the perfect start. And they could have won that game in Washington. Maybe should have won the game in Washington, but they didn't. And then, they, yeah. like I said, they crushed Indy last week. But now they're going to a Chargers team. This look-ahead line was plus nine. It's come down two points. Now, you could say that's because of the injury to your boy Herbs, and that – that's the only thing that really has stopped me from pounding the table to say the Chargers are going to fucking crush them because the Chargers manhandled a decent team in Vegas. And then they, again, they were one fuck up away from beating a great team in their house in Kansas City. So, you know, now they're hosting a team that has had, you know, then this is what happens in the NFL. You get some early schedule breaks, or you get some bad early schedule breaks, and they've got some great early schedule breaks. And, you know, the public's high on them, and I do love my boy TL, old Goldilocks there, but I think that if uh, if your boy Herbs is healthy, or even 80%, I think that they blow this team off the field and uh, probably don't look back. All right. Because at some point... Jacksonville has <laughs> got to go back to the mean eventually. Like they just can't be this good all the time, or you know mm-hmm. whatever the this year's Bengals. Yeah, or maybe they're division champs. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to those Tom for Brady Buccaneers, and they are hosting the Green Bay Packers, one point home favorite. Yeah, listen, I'm on Tampa Bay here. Um, uh, this this is my opportunity to say that uh, I was I was wrong. I was down on Tampa Bay this year. Uh, I, a lot of not a lot, but there were some defensive changes that had me worried about what they were going to be on defense. Clearly, that was way wrong because they are fucking amazing over there on that side of the ball. And it's funny because they're actually playing right now exactly the way I think Green Bay should morph into and become later in the year. But they're just. Green Bay's not there now. Like, their defense isn't playing up to what they should be on paper. Tampa Bay's playing above what they look and appear to be on paper. Um, so, Tampa Bay's going to – they're going to stop the running game for Green Bay. They're going to shut that down. They're going to make Rodgers one-dimensional. They're going to put him in his – where he's the most uncomfortable, which is having to force throws into situations he doesn't want to. He fucking hates it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I'm going to take Green Bay, and, and, or excuse me, Tampa Bay, and I know that neither one of them, neither one of these teams, have very, very many weapons right now offensively. They're gonna, it's gonna probably be ugly. What's the, what's the total on this game? If you got anything else, keep talking. I'll find it. Um, and actually, I think I might have it right here too. Um, four, oh, good lord, 42, 42 points. On a total with 
couple of the best quarterbacks in the league. So that tells you right there what kind of game this is going to be. Um, yeah, I like I like Tampa to cover. Um, actually, no, I don't. I was going to say I like Green Bay on a teaser, but no, I don't. Because in these games, when when it goes bad for Aaron, it goes bad and it gets ugly. So, yeah, just, just Tampa uh, on the cover. Yep, I'm with you. I already gave this trend line and i did update it uh because he's already won one of these games this year tom brady in his career when an underdog are laying fewer than two two and a half points or fewer 40 and 15 now ats 72.7 percent you just don't bet against tom brady in these situations 15 times mm-hmm. you would have won but 40 times you would have lost i'm mm. not going against that personally <laughs> and uh tampa mm-hmm. bay right now to your point number two in dvoa defense in the league they are monsters on that side of the ball. The offense is nowhere fucking close to being good enough to win anything significantly other than maybe this division, especially if New Orleans doesn't get their shit together. They could cruise to that, but if they don't get it going on that side of the ball, uh, Tommy's last year is going to be a big, big fat flop because, you know, they can't score the ball. They have trouble. Sometimes they have even trouble even moving the ball. They're not good. They're in the 20s on DBO in offense. They're not good. They're not efficient. They're not anything that Tom Brady, an offense normally that he leads. But, again, you got to look at the fact that he's really only had Mike Evans. Godwin's probably not coming back this week. They just signed Cole Beasley, for Christ's sake. He's on the oh. practice squad right now. Uh, they're trying to get him fucking ready to go for the game. Now, I mean, just plug him in. He's a little white yeah, slot I'm, receiver. That, it, that's what he likes. If if he gets that guy in and he can still play a little bit, <laughs> that, might turn, that might turn that frown upside down. But, yeah, right now I'll just take Tommy to win this game. You know, it's one point consensus. It's one and a half. It's moving up in some places. So it's you, minus one twenty on the money line. You might as well just take that. Yeah. Other than, well, it's only minus four one fourteen on the one though. Yeah. So just depend. I guess just depending on where you get it. But it was three on the look ahead. So obviously Tampa. I think I think that's more of a Tampa downgrade than a Green Bay upgrade, though. Me personally. Uh, I mean, I know they beat the shit out of Chicago, but that's what they always do. That's why we took them last week. That was, you know, probably one of the easiest calls on the board. But, you know, this week, again, with Tom only laying one point, you either got to go that way or just sit back and enjoy the show. Yep. All right, moving on, those Arizona Cardinals. And the circus midget, three-and-a-half-point home dog to those Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, you said it. Three and a half point home dog. I don't have a great feel in this game. I, like I said before, Arizona's one of these teams that I just never seem to get a good grip on all year long. Um, they're doing it again this year to me. I, I can't remember who I can't remember who they played week one, but last week I had you know a reluctant lean to the Raiders. This this week I've, or uh, and of course we they came back and and uh, not only covered but won that game outright. Crazy finish. Um, Reluctant lean to Arizona, just simply the fact that they're catching three and a half at home. You know, the Rams, I, I, we don't have a good grip, grasp on them either. You know, week one, they look like dog shit. Stafford wasn't, he didn't look right. Last week, they looked right for a long time and then blew it like in, in tremendous fashion and held on. Um, you know, just division game. I, I got to take the value at home. So it's I don't feel great about it, but that's what I'm doing. Well, I mean, they didn't just blow it at the end. I mean, I know I talked about that in the Are You Fucking Kidding Me, but if you watch that game, you know, when they're up by 18, going in for 25, Stafford throws a red zone interception, you know, to, to keep the other team in it. 
That the other team didn't end up scoring, but still, that you just gave up points. So, so he's not looking right still. I mean, he, he's he threw I think another two interceptions, and they're they're just not buttoned up, you know, as a team. Now they do fall into that trend that you know team that didn't cover versus team that did cover. And McVay mm-hmm. does uh, have a history of owning Coach Bro, and then I think Coach Bro owns. Uh, Shanahan. I can't Shanahan. Think. That's the yeah. way it works out in this division. So, yeah. I mean, to me, this is another one of those games. Is, it's probably not worth my money. If I had to lean to it, though, I guess I would lean. I guess I would lean with the Rams. But man, that I don't. I don't like it. And our numbers like Arizona. So I don't know. That's again. Yeah. I have no no good grip on this one. Stay away. All right, moving on. The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, my God, their favorite. One and a half points. What the fuck to the Atlanta Falcons? What's your screen say on this game? Because I've got – I'm showing pick them. Is it all over the place? It is all over the place. I've got one and a half consensus. I've got them a one book, a one-point dog. I've got them a pick them in another book. I've got half a point in another <laughs> book. So, yeah, it's all over the fucking place. Yeah, well, you've got them consensus as uh, – you've got consensus – Atlanta underdog, right? Yes, I do. All right, good enough for me. Hit that sounder. Give me Atlanta. They stayed out there on the West Coast this week. They are all focused, all work, and they are going to beat those shitty Seahawks. The Seahawks are just not good. Uh, they're, They're just not a good team, and neither is Atlanta, but at least with Atlanta on offense and defense, I can point to some players that, um, you know, like, hey, I like that play. And Seattle's got the receivers, obviously, but they have no quarterback, so it doesn't fucking matter. And you can say that, well, Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback either, but in this scheme and in this system that, that Mariota's running right now, at least while he's healthy, he can at least get the ball and move it up and down the field and occasionally get some points out of it. Um, so, yeah, just just give me Atlanta. They're going to win this game. Um, not not a not an easy call, but that's definitely which way I would lean. Yeah, I mean, I can't help but agree with you, except the fact that Mariota, with that crowd, if it's gonna, if it's like anything like it was, which I don't think it will be on the no. first night, you know, They're when Russell done. Wilson was back, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, and if you look at their defense, both teams, I think they were twenty-four and twenty-five respectively in DVOA on defense. Atlanta though is twelfth in offense, and Seattle's twenty-first. They are a fucking abomination. On, uh, I mean, they are so fucking bad on offense. They gave Denver every single chance to win and even cover that game, and Denver just refused to fuck. They literally just refused to fucking do it. They just would not do it. Um, so, man, and Atlanta, like I said, they, they came back and did cover against New Orleans uh, and, and against the Rams. So they, they've covered both fucking weeks, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, at least like you said, yep. they can, at least they can score the ball. At least they, and anytime yep. you can score the ball, and it's two shitty teams, I'm always going to take the team that can actually score the football. Yeah, and I said they were, they had that feel of this year's Detroit Lions, and they made me look good last week. That's <laughs> exactly fucking full of Detroit Lions win or cover last week, big time. They did both weeks. They were getting their shit kicked out of them by New Orleans in the first week. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah, so that. They're the they're the lions of the South, baby. Yeah, the Atlanta Lions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Sunday night football, San Francisco. 
They're going to Denver, one and a half point home favorites. Oh my God. Like, I'm not going to Hello Corner TV game this one, but it sure as fuck could qualify for one just based on fucking Denver alone. Um, look, quick little uh, nugget for you Denver has zero red zone touchdowns so far this season, and that's with two games versus Seattle and Houston. Oh my God. What the fuck is wrong with that offense? It's so gross. It's so disgusting that, of course, I'm going to take Denver. This is exactly when I would take Denver. Uh, I don't have, you know, look, it's the NFL. This is what you do. Teams don't stay shitty this long when they have that kind of pedigree, uh, at least at the the, um, quarterback position. Now, the coach... This dude might be hard, hot garbage and fired after after year one, if, if he even makes it that far. Because um, even last week, he made some more dumbass decisions, and he just doesn't. He looks overwhelmed, you know? And maybe that's early, you know, early season, new coach jitters that he's working. Get over it. It's, t- it's time to wake up on the sideline. Get that shit going. Get those plays in. And let, let's start fucking moving the ball. Um, you know, one and a half. It's. I mean, that's kind of in that dead zone number, you know. Anyway, so basically, just I'm just looking at it as like a pick 'em, and I'm picking Denver at home here. Yep, I'm with you. Denver it does fall into the category of teams that did not cover versus team that did cover in San Fran last week. And um, the bottom line is, you know, Denver can still play some pretty good defense. They're number five overall DVOA, but so can San Fran. They're number four. But at least on offense, you know, as, as bad as Denver's looked, and it's looked, I mean, as bad as as, as bad as Russell Wilson's ever, I mean, since his rookie year, I don't I don't remember him looking. Maybe he did the first couple starts, but good lord, he has just been fucking awful. Have you seen one like his signature like Sky Moon deep ball touchdown? No. I think he had one to, to Judy in Week One, but it just is not. It ain't looked right. But even with all of that, they're still 14th DVOA on offense. And San Fran, now they do have a new quarterback, a new old face in Jimmy G. And they're 17th, so it's a pretty even match. If you look at the look-ahead line on this one, it was Denver. Uh, so they were minus 2.5. So now they're catching points. I don't know that that – I mean, that's four points worth of fucking downgrade. That seems a little harsh. Again – I know we all had a. I had very high expectations for Denver. It has not worked out so far, obviously. But I think that uh, after they this week, the win here. yeah, they get the, they win, get the win, and uh, they're two and one. And maybe we start to forget about it. Maybe Russ starts cooking a little bit. Want it? Uh, yeah, they will be two and one if they win this one, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, it's just that's isn't it funny how narratives. This is why. That's why you have to fight these narratives in, in the NFL because like they feel like. They don't. Not only do they feel like an zero and two team, they feel like an zero and eight team in week two. Yeah, so, they feel they feel and dead, and they're one and one. So yeah. Yep. All right, moving on to the Monday night football. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. And we got the New York Football Giants hosting those <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, and they are now consensus one point home favorites. 
Yeah, speaking of teams that feel like they're 0-8, both these teams feel like they're 0-8 in Week 2, and yet somehow one of them is 2-0. Figure that one out. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and fade that two and O team that feels like they're zero and eight. Um, but so I'm so I'm going to lean in Dallas, but I'm also going to stick them in the third corner game. Hello, corner <laughs> TV game. I'm not going to watch this game. So you let me know what happens. But lean to the cows. Oh man, I got to lean against you here. Oh shit. Yeah, I really do. And I, as much as I hate the Giants, and I think they're going to stink. For the most of the season, but let's not forget. Let's not forget. Three and and Giants. Huh? We had the under on Carolina last year for six and a half wins, and they started six and zero. Oh, or sorry, they started three and zero, oh, <laughs> and they did not win six and a half games. They won five games. So I think we've got the Carolina of this year. Uh, the Giants yeah. got the lucky win early in Tennessee, and then of course they get you know a good win at home against a shitty team in Carolina. As another coin flip that they barely won against a shitty team. Now, I said last week that the number had switched around way too much, and we loved the cows last week, and we nailed that shit. However, this week, if you look at the look headline, the preseason was New York plus four and a half. Now it's one. We said last week that Dak was worth six. So that's five and a half points that they've downgraded here. So not quite enough for Dak. So. But if you look at some of it, the cows are two points here or one and a half there. So it's basically right on the number. So I think it's fair market value. It's not something I'm itching to bet. But what I would say is the Giants know this Cowboys team. They know their offense. They know what they like to run. I know. And without Dak in there, and you've got a lesser version of him, obviously, it's the same offense with a dude that can't quite do it as well as Dak. You know, since he doesn't see Dallas very often, I don't even remember the last time um, that they played, to be honest. But this is a team that sees them twice a year, every single year. The only reason why I'm not just crushing it to bet the Giants is because how bad, and we've chronicled it here, Danny Dimes is at home. He is awful, and he was awful (laughs) last week. I mean, just fucking god-awful. And, you know, for the most part, that game, Saquon was held in check again, But then he exploded in the second half. And, you know, I don't know if he can do that against this Dallas defense, but I guess my point is I don't think the Cowboys can do what they did on offense to, you know, a Bengals team that didn't really know what they were up against, especially with a new quarterback in Cooper Rush, not a lot of film. I think the Giants know exactly what they're up against. And it would not shock me to see the Giants win this game and go 3-0. and And I'm not going to panic if they do because I still think that they're going to win about five games this year. But... It would not shock me if they won this one. All right. All right, boys and girls, that was all them wins coming to the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time you all have been waiting for. It's time for those free, I said free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. All right, we're going to go back to that teaser well, and it's a two-team, six-point teaser. The first leg being Minnesota at home. Take them from minus six down to a pick them against those Detroit Lions. And your second leg, the Denver Broncos. Just talked about them. Take them from plus 
one and a half up to plus seven and a half. Go through the three, through the seven. Two teams, six point teaser, Carolina and Denver. Carol, no, Minnesota. Sorry, Minnesota and Denver. Yeah, I like that one a lot better. That one's definitely yeah. going to hit. That one's <laughs> definitely going to hit. All right. All right, boys and girls, free college pick of the week is TCU minus two points. This is the Sunny Dykes Revenge Bowl, baby. They're playing SMU. TCU is 11th in the entire country in EPA right now and 14th on offense. Sunny Dykes has brought that fucking spread, and they are slinging that goddamn mm-hmm. ball. SMU on the other side is 93rd overall in EPA and 103rd on offense. Obviously, they are missing Coach Dykes over there. TCU wins this one in a laugher. The only reason why it's this close is because the strength of schedule is so far off as far as the point spread, but this is a smash spot for the Frogs. Go Frogs! I'm always missing the Dykes, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio and next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly... Sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life in both Stifas, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a book against Steven Tyler. Take us off, baby!